Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone. And I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and this is the week of August 11th. I'm really, really happy to have you guys on today. It's actually like a really, really fun topic for me. We're going to be talking about limp penises and the poison of comparison. And although I don't have yay a penis penises, body, yay penises, right, George? So I don't have a penis in this embodiment, but I'm sure I've had one many, many times before. And and even though I don't have a penis, I still have a lot of uh, poison of comparison that has come up for me in my life. So um, mm. before we get to the topic, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself and about our our guest for the day. So um, again, my name is Melita Yelenich, and what I like to do with people in my life is play with their bodies. Can you imagine? I have this show called The Pleasure Zone, and I like to play with bodies. So um, I do a lot of different body work, energy work, and I do sessions uh, in person via Skype. I also do energy work um, from a distance. So I have a lot of options that I offer uh, everyone uh, if they'd like to actually have um, a session with me. So I also facilitate classes and um, am always looking to expand uh, the possibilities of what I can create with consciousness on this planet. So if you are interested in um, trying out anything that I do, check out my website, www.milicajelenic.com, and you'll get a little brief on everything that I offer, and I'm going to be changing uh, and adding some stuff to that very soon. So um, check in on that website every once in a while, and you might see some new things and new classes coming up. So today, I have uh, a guest called George Carroll, and he's also known as the Homeless Motivational Speaker. And George is somebody I've been kind of uh, following on Facebook for a little while and getting his blogs, and I really enjoy reading his blogs. And one of my favorite ones of all times was one that he wrote about limp penises. So when I got to have this radio show, I think I even contacted him like, the week before my show was even going to air, and I was like, George, will you be on my show and talk about penises? And, of course, it's George, and he said yes. Um, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about him. So George is the author of The Homeless Motivational Speaker, and he's also known as a transformational artist. He's trained for organizations such as Capital One, American Family Insurance, Colorado Association of Realtors, and Monster.com, and Lawyers with Purpose. George spent many years of his life chasing his dreams of becoming a professional football player until he shattered his leg and ankle during his senior season at the University of Northern Colorado, leaving him depressed and hopeless. And then George graduated from UNC with a communication degree and moved to Denver. How appropriate is it to have a communication degree and then be a motivational speaker? I always wondered what people did with communication degrees. Now I know. And excelled in corporate sales and management. 
So he was left feeling a little unfulfilled after that, and he resigned from a comfortable six-figure salary, knowing something greater was possible. He turned to the human potential movement, seeking healing, growth, and transformation. As a result of his transformative experiences, his passion to help others on their journey of transformation was ignited. He eventually started his own speaking, training, and coaching business. And now, George is a sought-after speaker, trainer, and facilitator, and you often see pictures of George barefoot. I call him the barefoot motivational speaker. You could also be the bare-naked motivational speaker, George. That could be like a whole new category and very controversial. And Yeah, that's, that's the next step for me. That's the next step, right? And he also <laughs> delivers live events and corporate training. So um, we're going to – also, George does something called laser coaching. Um, and so he has laser coaching nights around the U.S. So uh, you can check out his website. He's got a lot of information all over the place. So his website is www.georgeiracarroll.com. And I put a link on um, the Facebook page of The Pleasure Zone so you can get all of his information. Um, he's also, you can friend him on Facebook if you check out George Ira Carroll. And now it's changed. Now it's George Carroll. He's becoming more sophisticated. And Twitter, uh, <laughs> Twitter him with George I. Carroll. And Instagram with George I. Carroll. And you can join him on LinkedIn and check out his profile there. Um, and, oh, also, the thing that you sent out recently, George has started this thing called the One Minute Motivation. And this week's was great. It was all about sperm and how you've got to be a winner because you were the sperm who made it. <laughs> so I, I really liked that. Um, I was kind of laughing. I'm like, well, that's why I'm a winner. It's got to be something. <laughs> so, and so much more, but it's because I'm the sperm that made it. And um, he's also created a book called The Homeless Motivational Speaker, and you can go to the website www.thehomelessmotivationalspeaker.com to check that out. And he's got like a gazillion um, videos on YouTube. Some of them are, um, you know, intended to like get you thinking, and some of them are just plain old fun. Uh, either way, they're well worth checking out. So check out George on YouTube as well. Um, as you can tell, there's lots of ways and places you can connect with George, and um, I'll also give you his phone number too if you wanted to contact him. We're going to give this information out again at the end of the show, but there's a lot of it, so I'd like to give out some now too, so when people re-listen, they can hear it a few times over. So his phone number too is 303-875-1886, and you can also you email give, him at george at georgeiracarol.com. Yeah, I'm giving you a phone number. Damn, I'm giving it out to the world. Okay. Here comes yeah, the call. Yeah, everybody can contact you, my friend. Man, I'm going to get some sexts and some texts and all of that stuff. Damn straight. I think it's for the world. Now the world can contact you. Oh, they would contact hey. you on your website. <laughs> so. Hey, th thank no, you I get, for that I amazing I get interesting phone calls, too. I give out my phone, call on here, my phone number on here, too, and I've been getting random interesting texts. It's quite funny. So. Like, yeah, sure, thanks that's for that. possible. Thanks for, I'll thanks that. For the you know, I think I think we're out of time though, aren't we? Yeah, almost out of time. Just talking about our, uh, our you know, what we do. <laughs> we do <about> <laughs> so I do this and that. George does this and that, and we've already spoken for ten minutes. How's it get better than that? <laughs> so we're gonna. I wanted to give you guys lots of ways to connect with George, and now you've got like a million of them. Mm -hmm. And I also would like to talk more about. Um, 
Like, what is this? What is this being a homeless motivational speaker? It just cracks me up. Like, so many people are motivational speakers, and you think of them as having gazillions of dollars. There's 35 yachts, there are jets, and then they've, you know, and there's 17 houses. And here you are, like, busting reality open and saying, like, what else is possible? What if you can be a homeless motivational speaker? Not that you're homeless on the streets. It's that you're choosing to not have a home, which is a little different. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, like, I've just kind of come to this place where I follow my guidance and I follow the energy and... um I've gotten to a place where I can let go of what I think it needs to look like. And so last year, I lived in San Diego for a year, and I was really focused on building my business, and it was rocking and rolling. And um, I started to have some huge internal shifts and internal transformations, and I was led to literally minimize my life into two suitcases and a car and to literally surrender into the mystery of the unknown. And, um, you know, I, I don't have any logical reasons of, of why I chose it. It was just sort of where I was guided to. And then the following, I think it was about eight and a half months um, of being homeless, of still, you know, going after my dreams. And I think that, like, this it's more than just a book for me because um, it's flowing through so powerfully but it's it's more of a message around like you can because we can control a great life into a, an existence, but we can also surrender into a phenomenal one, and that's really what this message is about. Because I mean, you you really hit it on the head. It's like when there's a lot of like in the personal development world and the self help world, there's a lot of people who are teaching like, look at my big house, look at this, look at that. And there's nothing wrong with that, but when we use that as a baton to beat people and make their life wrong to influence or manipulate them to make a choice, um, then I have a little issue with that. And I believe that the message of this book is really about, like, who gives a shit what your life looks like? If you can be in total joy, if you can have so much fun, and you can still go after your dreams no matter what shows up, and you're, and you're willing to, like, let go of what it's supposed to look like according to society... It's how much fun could that be, and that's that's been the adventure. So, um, yeah, I know so we can, we'll, that, we'll dive deeper. Yeah, and and What's that? so much of that, like what we were, so much of that that you were just talking about, like beating ourselves over the head for not having what these other people have, or feeling like you know you show up at these um, lectures or something, and you're comparing yourself to, oh, I really wish I had what that person had, not really thinking about like the value of who you truly be. It's kind of interesting. I mean, we are on the topic of comparison and how poisonous it is and and it can affect more than just your penis it can affect so many other areas of your life when you're just living in constant judgment of not being good enough or any of that right right yeah well said yeah i think that poison of comparison is not just bodies but we can also look at it in in, um, different ways right so i what i also wanted to i I wrote down a bunch of questions as i was writing about um kind of like following what's going on in the energy because I like to just like perceive the energy of, of the radio show before I get on and I'm like, hey, what can we, where can we go with this and what can we create? Um, and I actually wondered what you are aware of about what comparison or judgment can create in bodies. Well, this is a fun question because when I was eight years old, I was introduced to my first pornography video. 
And I didn't know it at the time, but as I was watching, I was so like drawn in because it was just there was this energy, this sexual energy, and I was so drawn in. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was comparing my little eight-year-old body, including my little little penis. Uh, to the porn star on TV who was, like, you know, rocking this, like, eight-inch hog, right? And so mm-hmm. I didn't know it at the time, but I was taking on these uh, inadequacy patterns and, help, like, really got installed with the belief that I'm sexually inadequate. And so um, as I grew up, I didn't know anything about it. it uh, you know, it's not something I explored. It was just unconsciously I took it on. And then I remember getting into um, the end of middle school, the beginning of high school, when I started really flirting and messing around with girls. And everything would be fine. Like My penis would be stimulated when our clothes were on. But when clothes started coming off, this anxiety would flood my body, and my body would go into this fight-flight response where all the blood leaves your visceral, visceral area, including the penis, and it heads to the extremities to prepare you to fight or flight. And for years, I had no idea what it was, but I knew how to judge the crap out of me. And so, I mean, year after year after year, like relationship being, you know, being savage as a result of it, like, I took on so much self-judgment and and beat myself up so badly because I grew up in an environment where you were more popular based on the amount of girls that you slept with, but I couldn't play that game because my penis didn't work. But what was really interesting was every now and again, it would work just fine. Looking back, what I realized is those were actually the the girls that my body was attracted to. And right. after watching... Right. Yeah, totally. And after, you know, after watching porn, I, I sort of had this image in my mind of who I thought I should be attracted to. But in most cases, as I look back, I mean, that just wasn't accurate. And now, like, we'll fast forward and, and then we'll dive into the story even more. Um, but now, as I look back, I just see that my my body is attracted to who is attracted to and has no, there's no correlation to who that person looks like. And so when I'm listening to my body, it's way more fun. Yeah, bodies know stuff, right? Our bodies are like these amazing beacons for picking up what's actually going to nurture it. And then we have this crazy thing called the brain that kicks in and starts judging what we're actually perceiving. And then we start to go, oh, no, it should be this guy that I just saw in GQ. I should absolutely be attracted to him, even though he's completely unkind and you know, probably has zero skill in bed because he's never had to have any. <laughs> you know, women just right. fall over him. Right? It's like kind of a funny thing. And if we can talk a little bit more about that um, after the break, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. 
What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone, and I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich. Today, we're discussing limp penises and the poison of comparison. I think, like, poison of comparison can also reflect for, for women, too. I know for me personally, after I read that article, I was like, wow, I've done that so many times in my life, done this comparison thing where, um, you know, say I'm becoming intimate with somebody, and then I go directly to comparison or I can even perceive and I was wasn't even totally aware of how aware I was of other people's thoughts feelings and emotions that I would be picking up on um you know even other people's thoughts of themselves or judgments of themselves and thinking that they were judging me but they weren't they were actually just judging themselves um part of part of it for me even so so it's not just limp penises that happen but how many women actually have frigidity from comparison or that they feel unattractive because they're feeling as if they're being judged even though that might not be the case. They're just picking up those thoughts, feelings, and emotions from other people thinking that they're true in theirs. So what I'd like to, to know um, a little bit more about is uh, when when you were talking, George, about high school and then how things sort of evolved for you. So after high school and you know you're doing all this comparison thinking that you got to be the stud that everybody else is cuz that's what you do in high school and and as a girl in high school you try your best not to be a slut so when you're in high school and you're trying to be this stud on the football team and things aren't quite working for you what eventually started to turn things around for you uh with your body that you can now enjoy it what sort of um what what sort of processes you go through in order to start to have the awareness to to have the awareness that you were realizing that you were comparing yourself? Yeah. So when I was uh, in the corporate world after I graduated from college, I had uh, shattered my leg and ankle, which ended my dream to play pro football. And so I had my communication degree, and I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I just moved to Denver and got into um, technology sales. And ended up doing pretty well over, you know, the course of the two years I was with the company I was with. And I also fell in love with one of the reps that I was managing and, um, you know, fishing on the company pier is what they call that. 
And right. um, for, the, for the first few months, we really just explored the connection. We didn't, like, there was nothing, like, there was sweet energy. It was so, like, just, like, fun and playful and easy. And then after a few months, we started to get more and more attracted to each other. And um, we got to the point where we attempted to have sex, but it didn't go well on my part. And three nights later, I saw her at a club with one of my friends, like totally groping and making out with him, ended up going home with him, and it shattered my world. Like I went home that night, and I tried to smoke as much weed as I could. I tried to drink myself into pretty much death. I woke up feeling that sense of emptiness and that pain and that wound was activated like it had never been in the past. And that was my choice point. That was the demand I made in the moment that I don't give a shit what this is. I'm going to find out what's creating it so I can change it. And fortunately, um, I ran across a book called Unlimited Power by Anthony Robbins. And a lot of Anthony Robbins' work, at least in the beginning, has come from NLP or neurolinguistic programming. And NLP and hypnosis were the first couple of modalities that I took on to help me understand the the systems of the, the unconscious or the subconscious mind and the structure of them so that I could maneuver my way down there to find out what the beliefs were, the points of view were, and the programming was that I took on at a young age. And once I discovered it and did some work around it, I had these huge emotional shifts, and that was the beginning of it. I mean, it wasn't just like a light switch. It wasn't overnight. It took me a long time uh, from that awareness point and doing the work to unlocking it to really stepping out of it because it was such a place, even though it was painful, it was it was familiar. And what I know about human behavior is a lot of times we will we will keep doing a familiar pain to avoid an unknown pleasure. And that was the case for me. So it took me a long time, and, and then I found access consciousness along the way. And access really helped me find the the awareness that my body is actually, it's not just my mind, my mind is attracted to, but my body, I've really got to pay attention and tune in with my body. And once I started doing that, doing lots of different processes with access, um, I began to just have more ease with women because I was that awkward kid, you know, that would say weird shit when I was trying to get on a woman because I was so damn nervous. And so access really helped me get in my body and pay attention to what it was attracted to versus who my mind was attracted to. Where were you in high school, George? I would have been like you would have been the boy that I was trying to chase down and corner and, and sexually intimidate because those were the boys I loved, the socially awkward boys. And that would have yeah, you would have had a good time with penis, me. I'm sure, right? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Right, and actually, that that is a lot of what happened for me in high school. And, and I thought, oh my god, um, I, there must be something. I must be totally unattractive because all these guys are, they can't get it up. But what I didn't wasn't really aware of until afterwards. I probably scared the shit out of them. So yeah, yeah not a lot of guys were like into being like, hey. I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to do this for you. And they're like, what? Yeah, when you're 17 and you start suggesting things that most 17-year-olds don't even know about, it can be very intimidating. So for any teenagers listening, it's always good to ask, can this person actually receive what I'm about to offer so that you don't mm-hmm. go into total judgment of yourself? Mm-hmm. Sometimes too, it's just a good question to ask, can this person actually receive what I have to offer? Um, sometimes it's not, it's not the case, right? And you were talking about... Um, when you found that woman who was actually sweet and kind, 
um, for the most part. I often wondered, too, after I read that, it was like, so true, she was sweet and kind. And, and I, then I wondered, like, George, like, what if she couldn't receive the sweet and kindness that you truly be, too? Um, and I, I've kind of watched men, especially, like, men who are choosing consciousness. They have this, like, sweet and kindness about them that I often see being completely um, rejected or something or that women are somehow trying to turn them into some kind of other man that, you know, they've fantasized about their whole lives that are, you know, some kind of superhero studs that really they want their they want somebody who nurtures their body yet they want somebody who's angry. It's such a conflict and these like conflictual realities that people are throwing at each other. It can be I find that it's like daunting at times, like, wow, what do you actually want? Because it's it's like the, it, there's no um, there's nothing that makes sense in the way that we're what we're saying and what we're actually um, energetically uh, willing to receive or asking to receive. It's like there's nothing is nothing makes sense that way. So asking questions can be really good for that. To start to ask too, like, will this person actually be kind to my body? Can I receive them? Are they willing to receive me? And like maybe that could actually contribute to some less limp penises in the world. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so what are some um, questions that you might have for to just allow people to have some greater awareness of their bodies so that, you know, say we've got... Um, it was funny because I thought, okay, I'm going to do a little research before the show to see what the medical system has to say about about um, erectile dysfunction. And it's really funny because for different age groups, they have these different theories, right? So in young men, they say it's probably from stress or stress about um, uh, performance anxiety, or they say that it's like that they're worried that they might get the other person pregnant. And then in middle age, it's like there's stress around, oh, they have all these like interesting excuses, guilt and stress around jobs and all this stuff. And then in old age, it becomes a physical thing where there's deterioration of arteries and I thought well that's all very funny and logical and what else is possible what if it's what if all of it actually relates to judgment and what if we eliminate all of that and it doesn't matter what age we're looking at even that 75 80 year old man who they say has deterioration can still get an erection and what if he doesn't even have deterioration right it's it's like funny to me that um, we've categorized it by age what could actually be the problem according to the medical system and my big question is like what else is possible and what can we ask what would um, you encourage people to ask their bodies uh, to have some awareness of what's really going on with them you know for uh, you know I can only speak to my experience and for me it was just noticing who my body would be turned on around um, I noticed my bodies are super attracted to other bodies who are healers. And um, I don't know cognitively any questions that I've asked along the way, um, but it was really sensing and tuning into when I got close to somebody, okay, is my body attracted to this person or is this just my mind attracted to this person? So, uh, you know, Those are that's, good questions that's the best right there, right? Yeah. yeah, those right there are good. Like, is it my body or is it my mind? Right? I think even just starting with that, like, body is just like, are you, hey, body, would this be fun for you? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be yeah. fun. You're certainly not going to get aroused, right? 
I know I yeah. if, if I'm in that stress point and I feel like I'm under the under the you know, under the knife and you're like, Yeah, you gotta have sex now and it's gotta be good and you're gonna have to have at least five orgasms for me. I'm like, I'm out of here energetically leave the building because it's like the stress of performance and might as well just take off. So I know I've actually been labeled frigid by people before, which is quite funny because other people are like, you got to go see her. She knows about sexual stuff. I'm like, wow, this like really wide range of um, points of view about what I, who I am and what I be, although all of them are true. It's just depending on the moment and the energy in the moment, right? So um, I like I like the question like just even having the awareness of what turns your body on. It's not that you're visually stimulated; it's that you're energetically stimulated by these people, which is a different response than watching the porn that makes you know turns on your nervous system because it's almost like being bombarded, right? And then what's it going to do? It's going to react. And and some men have had erections even when they're afraid, so it's not like they're it's like if you can really actually be aware of your body and then what your body is attracted to when you're around another body uh, and what, how it's reacting. It's really good to know, to have that, all that awareness. And um, We'll talk a little bit more about, more about penises in comparison um, when we come back from break in just a few seconds. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. 
Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, and welcome to the Pleasure Zone if you're just tuning in, and welcome back if you've been with us for the whole show. I am your host, Melitza Yelenich, and today I'm talking to George Carroll, the home motivational speaker about limp people. Hi, everybody. Hey, and the poison of comparison. So we have somebody here. I'm just going to take a check. Okay, so we have um, somebody in the chat room, and she's saying that she used to date a guy that couldn't keep it up. She felt really unattractive in regards with him losing his erection. He was very unenthusiastic and a big pot smoker. She's not sure uh, what was going on. She, she says, I mean, he couldn't even keep it up when I was giving him head, which was the only time that happened for her. So um, I think Lisa just kind of tuned in. So, Lisa, I'm wondering um, how much of what was going on, George was talking about comparison, and, and when he was, you know, eight, he was comparing his penis as an eight-year-old boy to, like, porn stars he was watching. So is it, you know, what was really going on there? For this guy, right? How much of this is actually to do with his self-judgments? Or um, I also know that I had a capacity to pull that off. If I didn't really want to have sex with somebody, I could put up multiple barriers and walls in order for them to be completely turned off. And I, I think I actually did create in a lot of men the thought that they had erectile dysfunction. So sometimes that worked for me, sometimes it didn't. But what I do know is that when I would lower my barriers and lower them big time just to be totally vulnerable, um, and when I choose to be that, um, it's amazing. Like, men are attracted to me and sometimes even women. Like, it's pretty cool. How does it get better than that? It's not that you just become the invitation to one person. It's that when you are truly, like, being in the energy of gratitude, for everything. You can't actually have judgment, so your barriers can't go up. So if you're in, in a space with somebody and you're just absolutely completely grateful that you're in their presence, that in itself can be a massive turn-on. So what if gratitude could actually contribute to eliminating erectile dysfunction? How fun would that be? I'll just use a little scenario, okay, George, with you and your body, okay? So let's just say I'm, I'm hanging out with George, and I'm like hanging out and going, wow, I'm just so grateful that I'm hanging out with you. Your presence is amazing. Look at you. You're energetically wonderful. Absolutely adore you. And how much of that is so much more exciting to be in the energy of that than it would be like, are we going to have sex? What is he going to do? Oh, my God, I hope he's really good at oral. Oh, my God, he's not. Oh, what if he is? And what if I don't like it? And, what, and oh, my God, what if I smell? How much is that a turnoff compared to the gratitude? So what if we could all practice some gratitude energy, um, even in the bedroom, to start to change and shift some attitudes around um, what's going on and that we can actually start to receive each other um, regardless of when and how they get Gratitude for the erection, absolutely, Lisa. So if we have gratitude for even the erection, like I often like you have gratitude for the erection, and I'm like, wow, how lucky am I that I'm in the presence of a person who is like totally willing to be vulnerable enough to have an erection around me. That's a really vulnerable thing for a man. I don't think people actually have a concept of that is an incredibly vulnerable state for a man um, because people can either be 
totally receiving of all of it, the size, the whatever, his performance and all of it, it says a lot for a man about himself when men put a lot of stake in their penis. I mean, there's a lot of meat there, right? So um, what I, what my feeling on is like gratitude could shift a lot of that. And And George was talking about how he gets turned on around healers. So how much of that is that they actually have gratitude for bodies and what else is possible? Like what else, what else are you aware of, George, around people that you get turned on by? One thing I will say uh, with Lisa's question here is that sometimes, because I used to smoke a lot of pot too, and a lot of times I would leave my body when I was using pot. And so that can contribute to him not being totally present in his body. And so just uh, at least have that have that awareness. And, I mean, there were times even when, like, I was getting head and still couldn't keep it up. And for me, I can't speak to everybody and all the men who suffer from limp penises, but for me, it was it was all about judgment. It was all about making myself less than, not good enough, not valuable, and not worth being in that intimate space with women. So it was, you know, that that was definitely my experience. And it was interesting because I would I found myself with Viagra and Cialis in college. One of my friends had like a storehouse of this stuff. I was like, cool. <laughs> and so I started using Viagra and Cialis early on. And I remember the first time I used Viagra, man, I was flipping tables and putting holes in walls. It was <laughs> awesome. And like me and this girl had this amazing night. And uh, there were still times when the Viagra or the Cialis didn't work. And it just it invited me to ask more questions, like, okay, if if this is this drug is supposed to help me keep an erection, but sometimes it doesn't so what's what's the difference here? So I was always a scientist and exploring the the little tiny distinctions of what was going on, which eventually got me to the awareness of like it's our programming and our points of view that create our reality. And uh, you know, the biggest, the greatest gift in all of this is that if I would have been able to play the sex game growing up, if I would have been able to say, you know what, if it, I'm just going to have as much sex as I can, who knows how many kids I would have, who knows how many STDs I would have had, and like it was, it was the gift that kept me away from a game that could have destroyed my life, and fortunately I had football there to make me feel like a man and to make me feel tough and to also lead me out of the environment I grew up in um, into a greater place of possibility. And so, I mean, for me, when I look back on every single limitation that I've ever taken on in my life, I know on some level, somewhere in my universe, it served the crap out of me. And so, like, I'm just, I'm grateful that happened. I'm grateful all of that happened because I have way more awareness and my life is way different now than it would have been if I would have been able to play the game. Yeah, so true. And... How much of a, and you would have contributed to the planet regardless, and it's it's just really kind of neat. Things show up in the world so that you can contribute in ways that you probably never even had imagined, right? You've got this dream um, growing up, and then that gets shattered with a shattered leg, and then to at least be the scientist to be in the question to to know that something else is possible. How many people don't choose that, and then they mm-hmm. you know they just fall into a slump for a really long time, and and that can happen for people in so many areas, right? So we were talking a bit about how that the woman that you had that connection with and then, you know, she she went out and she did that. She was, you know, roping some dude. And 
put you into a slump for a bit. And luckily for you, you, you are that scientist asking those questions to get yourself out of those things. So, you know, if you are finding that you're down on yourself about performance, um, you can ask a few things like, you know, is my lover really fun for me? You know, would somebody else nurture my body? Um, is this is it fun? Is it easy? Will I learn something? Are really good questions to ask before choosing to sleep with somebody. And a few more have been added to those questions, like will I be happy after? And will they be grateful? And I think the gratitude one is huge uh, in that if you can walk in with the sense of gratitude that you can... Um, just that in itself can create so much more ease with body. Um, and and this whole, um, you know, comparing, there is no gratitude in comparison. There's only judgment. So I would like to see that change on the planet. I'd like to see women stop judging their breast sizes. I'd like to see women stop judging their bodies and their asses and men stop judging their bodies for being not muscly enough or too muscly or not enough of this or too big or too small. or I'd really like to see people stop judging themselves. So part of what I um, chose this sh- to create this show for was to allow people to have more pleasure with their bodies. And I think one of the keys is to start having gratitude for their body. And so for men who have that um, erectile dysfunction that they think they have, what if it isn't that? What if it's something else? Start asking some questions and start kind of getting into what's going on, like the way George was asking questions and then had the awareness about what was going on when he was a child and how the porn affected him and how it kind of that comparison had affected him his whole life. So if we start to actually have awareness on that, that would be wonderful. So what if um, then having gratitude for the body would be another key thing to have? We can actually just do that and start to choose to bring the energy of gratitude into our bodies, right, from head to toe, to just bring that energy in, uh, allow yourself to receive that, and then through all the body parts. So if you're judging your penis like crazy, or women, if you're judging, you know, your vagina and your, um, you know, your breasts or whatever, what if you can bring gratitude into those parts and just start to really receive that energy of gratitude in your body, for your body? And then when you go out into the world, you can be that energy for others so that they can receive that from you. And then there's less judgment. And then there's more turn on. And then we're just all walking around turned on. I think that would be a freaking great life to just walk around. And we're all turned on, grateful for everything and everyone. That was my little shpuya. I went on a little rant there. Could you tell? (laughs) Yeah, it was a good rant. Thanks. I know I could hear you listening. I'm like, oh, went on a rant. Everybody was listening, and sometimes I do those rants. Lisa has a little something to say here. She said, um, he, um, you asked her if things were better, and she said yes, though it's just the only time she had ever experienced a limp penis um, where she went personal with it. It happened uh, one time, um, and when it had been a long session of great sex, they were both just tired, and he didn't feel deprived by not coming. So they were just done. So you know, sometimes it's just like, what if you don't have to judge if the person comes or not either? It's not a requirement. It can just be really fun playing with bodies and not having the expectation that everybody has to reach climax or or they don't have an expectation of how that body is supposed to react for them. 
because that can be incredibly stressful, having this expectation of your body must have three orgasms for me tonight or I'm not a real woman. Or, you know, as a man going, ah, if she doesn't have multiple orgasms and my penis isn't like the best penis on the planet. Uh, We do these crazy things in our heads and it's like we don't even, we aren't even half the time aware of it. So if we can just become more aware and more aware of what our bodies are asking for, choosing, and what they're responding to, wow, we can create a huge difference with, with all the stuff that we put on each other and ourselves. So, and now there's a little conversation going on in the, uh, the chat room. I love when conversations happen. Um, and Lisa was just saying that she loves the gratitude for the body and for each other means sexual energy going from one to another without copulation. Yeah, it can so be that. So, um, and just gratitude for bodies in general is incredibly sexy. So, oh, and we've got another um, person in the chat saying that if I am in less or no judgment of me, am I more likely to be in no judgment of my partner, which is greater willingness to receive them, their energy, their body, and whatever yumminess shows up, then gratitude creates the invitation, yes. So my point of view is that, yeah, gratitude can absolutely create the invitation. So where there's gratitude, there's no judgment. So judgment of you, what if, you know, if we can hear other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions, chances are they can too. So if you were in, a, in space, you know, if you just created space and expanded and started to receive that energy of gratitude, um, how much more of an invitation can you be, right? And then there's no judgment of you or your partner. Um, so start with no judgment of you. It would be great. <laughs> gratitude for you, for choosing a person whose body is going to actually nurture you, is going to be fun for you, contribute to you, and uh, be willing to play. There's, I think people create so much seriousness around sex, too. It's an incredibly serious topic so controversial and so serious and like what if it really isn't it's just fun and bodies man if i if i don't bust out laughing at least one time when i'm having sex then something's missing something's totally freaking wrong i know and sometimes i just got to tell a joke in the middle of it to break the seriousness (laughs) can you tell us a joke that you told during that would be fun Okay, well, I've got I've got a new one. So here's a new joke that I just got from a, a friend of mine, and I love this joke. Um, so there's a guy, and he just gets retired. And so, you know, he's wondering what to do with his life. So he's like, oh, I know, I'll try something completely different, something I've never done before. I'm going to go to a nudist resort. So off he goes, and he gets a weekend pass to the nudist resort, and the woman behind the desk says, you know, go check out the amenities, see what you like. So he's walking around, and he's naked, and he sees this beautiful woman. Well, automatically he gets an erection. He's like, well, this is great. The woman calls him over and says, come over here. You know, that's a sign. And he's like, whoa, a sign of what? Well, what do you know? Lo and behold, she's just giving him, just like jumping on him, giving it like a pro. And he's like, wow, this place is amazing. I, I love it here. Okay, whew, and he took a little break. So he thought, okay, I'm going to check out the other amenities. And off he goes, and he goes off to the sauna room, and he's sitting there, and he's like, wow, phew. Well, I know I can have my break in here. There's just a guy in here. I'm not going to get turned on by him. I'm totally safe. And he starts to relax, and then he farts. And the guy in the sauna goes, come over here. You know what? That's a sign. Bends him over, 
gives it to him like a pro. The guy can't hardly walk, you know, he's walking, stumbling, he's walking awkward, doesn't really know what to do with himself, kind of like as if he just got off a horse. He's like, oh, geez, I'm going to have to give up my, my weekend pass. I've just got to get rid of this subscription. I can't, can't be here anymore. And so he goes to the front desk and he hands over his, his pass. And the woman says, Wait, what's going on? You were hardly here. I don't understand. He said, the thing is, I get an erection like once a month, but I fart all the time. <laughs> Very nice. And you told that one during sex? I've told that one before. Yeah, well, because, you know, sometimes you just got to like tell it. It's a long one. Rocking. Right? Yeah. yeah, I've told, you know, and sometimes things just make me laugh in the middle of sex, so I've got to tell that joke, too. You know, just like whatever's coming up. It's random. But I particularly like this new joke, so I've been telling it a lot. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, comparison sucks, and, like, it doesn't work unless we really want to minimize and bastardize ourselves into something that we're not. That's really the bottom line. So when I, you know, growing up when I did started comparison, I took it into everything. It's like, and that's what we do. We'll take a pattern that we learn, and then we'll generalize it into everywhere. And comparison for me was the thing that I did to use uh, as a way to measure myself as superior or inferior. And it's that polarity of living. Anytime we're living in like, you know, good or bad, right and wrong, superior, inferior, we're missing out on life, which is everything in the middle. And so when I stopped when I made the decision to stop comparing myself to other people is when I started to get most free. And that has been the greatest gift of my life is choosing to not compete or compare against anyone and just embody and embrace the unique craziness that I came here to be. And like, it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And speaking of things getting bigger, it's nice when penises get bigger in the bedroom, but if they don't, that's okay too. Because there have been times when I've been with women and um, and my penis doesn't get hard, but what I'm realizing in a lot of those moments is that there's so much room for just cuddling and nurturing, and it doesn't have to be copulation, which was like this is this is what I thought this sex was. It's like you put a penis in a vagina, that's sex. But it's it's like right. saying you know W is the only letter in the alphabet. It's not. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Crap. Right. So we have so many other letters in the alphabet. How much more fun could it be to use all of them, and in different languages, too? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so, Shit. sweet friends. No just Ws. If, if, yeah, if you're listening and to this. Oral like, sex? And you, like, seriously, if your penis is just not talking that day, what about what else can you do? Like, if you've got a mouse and you've got fingers, you have a lot of, a lot of things you can play with. And... You know, what if the woman's body is actually just screaming for oral sex or to be pleased with fingers? Sometimes that's what's going on, and the penis is just not going to, you know, the penis is responding to her energy. So instead of assuming that you have to penetrate, why not ask some questions like, what else can we do here other than penetration? Because there's so many other more fun things that you can play with and do. And cuddling is awesome. How many women would just love to cuddle? I love cuddling. George, I would just come to Denver to cuddle you. You already know that because I think I already told you that. Yeah, I'm very cuddleable. Yeah, you're cuddlish. So uh, we've got about three minutes left, and I'd love if you would let everybody know uh, what classes you have coming up, how they can uh, contact you if they'd like to you know, break free from some of their judgments through your NLP sessions, through your laser um, 
your laser transformation nights and all your other amazing five days to change your life classes. Yeah, just go to my website. It's George Ira Carroll, G-E-O-R-G-I-R-A-C-A-R-R-O-L-L dot com. And pretty much everything that I'm doing from a class level is is uh, is somewhere on my website. Um, easiest way to connect and interact with me is on Facebook. I think I'm close to being maxed out at friends, but you can still follow me and we can still interact that way. Um, so, yeah, just find me. It's easy. Yeah. and I, I'm easy, too. We know you're easy. That's why I had you on the show. I'm like, i got to have a really super, uh, you know, I had um, Connor Hill on last week, and he's one of those other easy dudes on the planet. It's like, I just want to talk to easy guys who are, you know, super easy to talk to about sex, so it's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, it's, you know, it's fun for me to just talk sex all the time. But unfortunately, we've only got the hour, and we've only got about a minute left, and I'd like to tell everybody that I've got a bars class coming up on Friday, um, out in the little town where I live called El Dorado. Everybody's welcome to come and play from all over the world, to come and play bars and learn bars and experience them. Um, I also offer sessions uh, via Skype, via the phone, in person. Um, I have an office in Toronto. I have an office where I live. I go all over the world, wherever people ask. Um, and I'm also doing distance sessions now, too. So whatever um, floats your boat, and if you'd like to try out some things that I offer, I'd be more than happy to play with you. And um, for until next week, when we have... I'm going to be my own guest next week, which is going to be interesting. It's going to be like me asking me questions, I think. I'm not really sure. I've mostly had guests on so far. I've had like one episode where it's just me. So I'm going to have just me next week talking about sex and creation. Um, It just happened to be a topic that came out of my head, so I'd like to discuss more on how we can create in our lives utilizing sexual energy. Pretty psyched, and I'm so happy to see you guys and hear you guys um, in the chat room and on the phone and listening live next week on The Pleasure Zone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, George. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.